Listen to the future on Touch HD. So, guys, today we're extraordinarily lucky. We've got Constance Delaire in the studio with us, and she is a very special girl from France. Hi, welcome to Touch. Thank you. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) She flew in from France yesterday. She is an enologist, but you are the brand ambassador. Yeah, as well. Yeah. For. Champagne. Yeah, exactly. So actually, I'm going to participate to a vinification and blend, but I also uh, go abroad to do masterclass, wine dinner, testing, and uh, our life. (laughs) So we need to tell the listeners um, a little bit about Lalia. I think it's a little known champagne house in South Africa. Whilst it's been in and out of South Africa over the last sort of 25 years with different agencies, it's only recently really that. Um, Hervé de la Bess and yourself have put some time and effort and energy into trying to launch it in South Africa. Yes, exactly. So tell us a little bit about Lalia. It's one of the oldest champagne houses, isn't it? Well, yeah. one of the oldest vineyards. Yeah, it was built in 1906. Mm. So actually, it's. Uh Still a while now. It's long enough, older than us, older yeah. than me. There's not much that's older than me. Uh, more than me, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's still a family business. That's why I love this champagne brand. Uh, first, it was uh, René Lallier who built this uh, champagne house, and since 1996, Francis Tribot, who is the actual owner and cellar master, yes. uh, was a wine consultant for this champagne brand. And uh, since 2004, he bought this uh, champagne house. And we are located in Ai, and yes. our cellar is in Auger, so it's in La Côte des Blancs. And we just work with uh, Grand Cru Villages. Only Grand Cru Villages? Yeah. So just it's almost specific to, to Lalia, really. I mean, yeah. if we're looking at a lot of the champagne houses, explain to the listeners what a Grand Cru Vineyard is. Yeah, so actually Grand Cru Vineyard, it's just uh, 5% of the production in Champagne. Uh, so you have just Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. There is no money inside, even oh, if really? you have good money, of that. course, but it's uh, not in Grand Cru. So it is our strategy to just work with Grand Cru Villages. And uh, our approach is to work our wine, of Champagne as wine, like, like uh, Burgundy style. So that's why we just want to work with Pinot Noir and Chardonnay as okay. Burgundy wine. Okay. And well, do you own your vineyard or do you yeah, buy? We own 50, uh, 16 hectares in Grand Cru Villages. So it's huge in Champagne because I don't know if you know the price and... Uh, it's hectic. Nobody <laughs> it's like can crazy. afford a vineyard in Champagne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody sells uh, their wine to uh, yes. um, people. It's uh, You want to keep it. So now the Tripo family are quite well-known in Champagne. Tribo is also a label all on its yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same uh, Champagne, so we are not... Uh, You're not joined in no. any form or fashion, so yeah, but owned by the same family. Yeah, alors, actually, it's uh, his brother. Oh, is it his brother? brother? Yeah. But they work with uh, Meunier, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, and Lallier just with Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. So even if you've got two wine in your portfolio, it's okay because it's uh, two different, two different uh, completely yeah. different champagnes. Yeah. So in the Lallier portfolio, tell us what we've got to look forward to in South Africa. What uh, can we buy? Uh, you can buy the R014. So it's our entry-level champagne, but uh, actually because I told you we work as wine, uh, you will have it's like an almost vintage. 
So definitely more quality. It's age so three it's years only. So it's a multi-vintage, really. It's like actually no, it's like ours uh, at Smil Recolte. It's harvested in English and it's followed by the year where the grapes come from. So 2014, and uh, it's so eighty percent at least of, of the grapes come from 2014. From that vintage, yeah. yes. Compared to other big brands who want to create exactly the same product every, every year, year. Mm. Uh, us we want to show the effect of the vintage. So, That's fabulous. I yeah, like it's very that. interesting. Uh, at the end of the year, the R015 gonna arrive, and one thing's very interesting is to buy both and to see the difference because yes. it's an entry level uh, champagne, so uh, entry price. So and with Do you sell it vintage. as a non-vintage. Yeah, you have, you have to, to because, because it's, it's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So just to explain to the listeners, you get a brand like Moet or Verve, for example, and in order to maintain a standard for their, their entry-level non-vintage um, expression, they backblend with lots of other vintages to try and maintain yeah. Actually, a standard taste. Yeah, exactly. You don't do that. No. You try and express the vintage, yeah, which is exactly. fabulous. So yeah. you don't necessarily need to buy a vintage champagne if you're buying Lavia. No, Lavier. exactly, yeah. So, and uh, same as for a vintage, normally for other big brands, uh, they're gonna age three years on lease. For us, it's for Serie A. So three years on lease, it's for our entry level, and normally it's supposed to be just one year. Yes. To, uh, yes. The so you're getting some lovely bottle age on that. Yeah, exactly. As well. Yeah. And the the blend, I assume it varies from vintage to vintage. So depending upon whether the Chardonnay is superb that year. What percentage do you put Alors Pinot Noir or Chardonnay? We always put more Pinot Noir for the Serie A. We always put at least uh, 60% of Pinot Noir and 40% of, uh, of Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Yeah, approximately. It depends on the year. Do you use oak at any stage of we the We use oak, but not for the Serie A. And we use oak, but never new oak. It's three files And do time. you just ferment in oak? You don't age in oak? We do ferment in, in oak, but uh, not for all the cuvées. But yes. yeah, for a part we do, and um, but it's just again, it's not new oak because we age a long time on lease. We do partial malolactic. So if you age in a new oak, you will have too much tannin. Yes. Gonna be yes. in your barrel, in your so wine, you do so. partial malolactic yeah. as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Not many people allow that malolactic. No, it's, it's been, we love it because we love the brioche aroma and the creamy side. And it's soft. It makes it gorgeous yeah. and soft when it's undergone that sort mm. of malolactic fermentation. Yeah, me, I love it. <laughs> How do you see? Well, let's continue. So we've got your entry level. What have we got next after that? After we have uh, yeah, the rosé. And mm. again, uh, as you understood, we always want to break the rules in champagne. So we invited a new method for this one. So we call it the method millefeuille. It's like a dessert in France. With I was going to say, it sounds like a lines. custard pastry. Yeah. <laughs> with different lines. And um, so actually, we're going to put uh, the grapes of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Compared to other champagne, we're going to use money. So sometimes some people, uh, it was last year at APSA Champagne Festival, everybody told me, no, no, I don't like rosé because it's too sweet. I was like, but please test it because I swear it's not sweet at all. Uh, but sometimes people make a mistake because it's, money, it's very fruity mm, and they sweet. think it's, mm. uh, it's sweet. But uh, it's very fruity. But don't forget that South Africans come from a place where they used to chapter mm. us. So yeah, that's to, why. They used I heard to make about it, yeah. pink bubbly and add sugar. So everybody who looks at a pink, well, not so much anymore, mm. but until about 10, 15 years ago, everybody looked at a, a rosé bubbly and thought, mm, I'm not going to have that because it's yeah. going to be sweet. But you know what I do find more and more in South Africa now is that people like to talk dry, but they like to drink sweet. Everybody says, oh, I've got to have this dry. It's got to be <laughs> as dry. You know, 
uh, ultra brute we've got to have. And you give it to them, and you can see they're really not enjoying it all that much. Open a bottle of Demisec, and it's finished in two seconds flat. Yeah. <laughs> I love Demisec as well. If you serve it with the right, the right temperature and the right environment, Demisec is delicious. Mm. Do you make a Demisec? No, uh, we do a sec. Yes. And it's very famous here as well because it's uh, it's not too rich. Yes. It's uh, 18 grams per liter of sugar. You see, that's sugar, perfect. So yeah. It's what you yeah. could have sort of almost off dry. It's not sweet, but yeah, it's exactly. not dry. It's and it's gorgeous. fresh. It's, and the sweetness is not, it's very well integrated, so it's yeah. not too much. And uh, to pair with a brunch, it's about, it goes very well. <laughs> no, demisec, scrambled eggs, truffles, salmon, all mm. those things with yeah, demisec. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely the best thing in the mm. whole world. Constance, the the... Market. Oh, I keep on moving on. Okay, we've, say, we've got the blanc as well. We got? We've got a blanc de blanc, <laughs> yeah. which for everybody means it's straight, sh- straight Just chardonnay. Chardonnay, yeah. And and tell us about that. Not a vintage. Uh, it, again, it's ninety uh, percent for this one uh, of the grapes who come from the year. Yes. But we're gonna. It's always the same quality for the Blanc de Blanc because it's just Chardonnay, so that's always come from, from the same parcel, so it will be always the same quality uh, every year. And yes. But for, yeah, for Rosé and Blanc de Blanc, it's 90% of the grapes who come from the year and 10% of Reserves wines. And for the Reserves wines, we always use the best year, so 2005, 8, 10, 12 then. And uh, so yeah, it's always something like very creamy, uh, fresh, Yes. And very wrong. Like a and your biggest seller, obviously, your entry level, hey? Uh, not necessarily. Like the more famous in uh, at Lallier, it's always rosé and uh, blanc de blanc. But of course, we don't produce um, a, a lot, lot of uh, rosé and blanc de blanc. And we've got all quantity. three of those in South Africa, yeah. We? yeah. So you've got uh, Asio 14, uh, blanc de blanc, rosé, um, the sec. And for the Absa Festival, we're going to do a testing, uh, a private testing of uh, the vintage 2010. Can people still book for their private tasting or is it full? It is full. <laughs> I haven't told anybody, but I have got a secret weapon in my arsenal, and its name is Hervé de la Besse. Uh, <laughs> he is the most gorgeous Frenchman that you've ever seen in your life, girls. You need to find him, hunt him down, and, and make him do a private tasting for you. <laughs> he does amazing private tastings, and he is the South African agent for for Lallier. Um, but more about that Absa Festival in a minute. Before we finish up, we'll tell everybody about that. Because I think people can still just come to the door and buy a ticket on the Friday, not the Wednesday or the Thursday. Am I right, Hervé? It's uh, only on the Friday, but I believe the tickets have been sold out. Oh, have they? Sorry for you. So if you haven't bought a a ticket to the Absa Champagne Festival, in fact, I should have been interviewing Sean Anderson, who is the owner of that Champagne Festival. And that, in fact, is why you're here, Constance, isn't it? Exactly. And to come and see customers. the Champagne Festival is taking place at the Ananda Country Club in the Polo Room on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. But you could possibly, I'll, I'll see if we can put, uh, I'll get cooks to put something on the on the podcast or on the download. So if there is a phone number that we can give it to you. But that Champagne Festival promises to be amazing. Oh, it's gorgeous. I was about to ask you about champagne trends internationally are you finding that people are drinking more champagne yeah especially more uh champagne uh niche we call it like, uh, yeah mm-hmm. because there is more uh, there are more and more sommelier around the world and people are more open to other champagne brands now yes so yeah or um we open new country now, yes. like for example in Maldives, uh, in okay. big resort. Uh, people doesn't want any brand, big brand now. Really? Uh, 
good. Yeah. Well, hopefully, because of the marketing brand, we are, champagne is very famous all around the world. Yes. But now we can have a place as well. So it's, it's a good thing. I'm sure that France is your biggest market, but what's your next biggest market yeah, after that? Uh, it's uh, USA, yeah. uh, you've got Japan, Germany, UK, of course. Yes, huge champagne. Yeah. But they're producing their own champagne now. Have you tasted some of the English champagne? Uh, English, not English, wine. English I have to test. I test a lot of South African, of course, uh, yes. champagne, uh, MCC, sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, I've UK, tasted I have to one test. English. Hectically expensive, hugely expensive, but very nice. Yeah, they do very good, good quality uh, bubbly, yeah, sparkling, I yeah. must say, but very expensive. Sorry. I probably <laughs> get shot down in flames, but I would rather go and buy a nice bottle of Lalia. <laughs> <laughs> price wise, have I tell you, you can tip in quickly, what sort of prices are we talking about if, if people are interested in buying Lalia? So we're talking from 595 rand for the R014. Uh, 695 for the Grand Rosé. Yeah. And we're talking about 695 for the Blanc de Blanc. For the Blanc de Blanc. That's, yes. that's very inexpensive for Blanc de Blanc. If I think of mm. Renard, any of the competitors, there's Renard. Well, we don't even want to talk about Armand de Brignac, which is 12,500 rand oh, for no. a bottle of Blanc de Blanc. <laughs> it's delicious. It's beautiful and and gorgeous fine mousse and it's got gorgeous nose and aromatics it's fabulous but twelve and a half thousand rand is and it sells well that's also a big difference between you know the marketing brands you know that do a lot of sponsoring mm. a lot of you know uh, noise in some ways mm. uh, as opposed to a boutique house like Lallier mm. where actually you know what you get is in the bar. so now if anybody wants to to arrange for a private tasting, I don't know how long you're here for. Mm. I mean, it would be an added bonus if customers could, or public could get both of you together. Um, however, where do they get hold of you? So they can contact me at uh, premiercru.co.za. Okay. And Is that the best place, the best way to do it? You know, that's Darren, the best place, yes. I'm not going to let you put your cell phone number out there because I'll never see <laughs> you again. <laughs> I'll never see you again. <laughs> so, so that would be the best. It's Premier Cru, hey, P R E M I E R C R U, all one word. All in one word. .co.za and you can inquire about tastings private or otherwise and where you can get hold of this beautiful Lalia champagne. Precisely. For instance also just uh, not worth it, out of this Absa Champagne Festival we're also having an event on Friday at a restaurant called Les Creatifs in Bryanston yes. where we do actually a Champagne Lalier paired lunch on and the is occasion. It, is of it sold out or can they still We come? still have a couple of seats. Fantastic, uh, guys. So there's a beautiful Lalia lunch at, at Creatif. Where is Creatif in Bryanston? Uh, Hobart Grove Centre. In Bryanston. Ah, okay. Where? Is it where? Is it where? Um, that steakhouse used to be. Oh, I think God. it is the same centre, correct? So that's a, a new restaurant that opened under Chef Wondelima Basso, which Miss Lastar trained. Ah, so obviously, oh, I mean, we have a very gastronomy positioning with Lallier. Fantastic. So that's why we established this gastronomic lunch on the occasion of World Champagne Day on Friday. Brilliant. So it's Le Creatif in Bryanston, and I'm sure you can just look that up online and see about joining that that sort of is it a, like a degustation lunch with a couple it's, of it's a paired lunch paired lunch okay so. perfect um constance the person where did you, where were you born uh, in bordeaux i used to nice uh, i studied a born. lot in, yeah, in bordeaux <laughs> and <laughs> then i work uh, over there uh, i was uh, very lucky because i come from there so i used to work uh, in 2013 at uh, petrus then I moved to Louisville. I always say that's the only Merlot I ever drink. <laughs> it's Petrus. <Yeah. laughs> so did, yes, I remember you telling me the last time we yeah. chatted that you worked at Petrus. And then so I moved to South Africa, to Anvilka Vineyards. 
That's why I fell in love with South Africa and I wanted to uh, find a good partner to uh, work yes. uh, here. And, uh, yeah. That's why I have well, to come course, twice a year. Well, of course, and Wilke is owned by the people. It's Bruno Prince. Yeah. And it's Clan Constantia. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Code Estenal. And what's the other one that they... That they Angelus. 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 Yeah. And they've got a little baby one from Angelus. I'm trying to remember the name of it. We, we got a few. Uh, which one? Carillon d'Angelus? No, there's another little one. La Fleur de Bois? La Fleur de Bois. Ouais. It's gorgeous. It's our daughter, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely beautiful. So, and Wilke, guys, if you want to try something nice for the weekend and you can't afford Lalia, you can buy a bottle of and Wilke, but it's only red wine. Yeah. It's a Bordeaux-style blend from Stellenbosch. It's exactly, Grove, yeah. I think is where the vineyard is, and it's bought by some seriously super smart Frenchmen who are producing wine that they fly under the radar with that wine. Nobody really knows about it, and every yeah. time I sell it, the person comes back and says I've got to have some more of that they're yeah, making it's really, really super smart wine mm. so you finished with with Anwilka how long how long did you work there for uh, just for vinification uh, did you just one harvest yeah. and then I moved to uh, to Lallier oh really so straight to Lallier from there three years. and now you live in Champagne I assume yeah exactly in uh, close to uh, Aïe it's in Epernay it's just four kilometers we know where Epernay mm. uh, who would want to live in Epernay Ep- <laughs> 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 it's lovely to visit When? how long are you here for uh, I'm leaving to Cape Town on Saturday and why do uh, they all go to Cape Town? Johannesburg so much nicer than Yeah, Cape that's why I say more time here. But, <laughs> but after I have to see some uh, customers and uh, over there. Because we work with a very lovely restaurant over there as well. So you have to see in everybody. In Cape Town? In Cape Town and in uh, Johannesburg, Pretoria. So that's why I try to go and see everybody every time. Well, it's wonderful to have you back in, in South <laughs> Africa and more specifically in my studio. Thank you for coming in to spend time with us and have well, a fabulous... I'll probably see you at the Champagne Festival. Yeah. On Thursday night, I might pop in. Um, I can't do Friday, but maybe Thursday. Perfect. So guys, don't forget that. Um, I think... Look up Absa Champagne Festival online and see if you can get hold of somebody. If there are any tickets, it's really worthwhile going. Otherwise, premiercrew.co.za and be in touch with Herve because he's got, aside from Lalia, I mean, we're just lucky to have Constance here in, in real life person. There's Lalia and there's a whole lot of beautiful French wine that comes together with Herve and you can be in touch with him for tastings. So thank you both very, very much for coming into the station. Thank you. Good luck. Always a pleasure. Bye. Listen to the future on Touch HD.